listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Coming up above average super returns for 2023, what executives are worried about for 2024 and what record the Australian share market pulls back. It's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 3rd of January, 2024. On Market Day, we'll speak with Luke Larity from Seneca Financial Solutions for his tips for 2024. But first, to corporate Australia. And it will likely be investing a lot more on technology this year as the business operating environment continues to evolve. A survey of 319 executives by KPMG found that the top five challenges of 2024 are cost controls because of inflation, adjusting to the digital world, dealing with regulation and finding talent. But number one is protecting and dealing with cyber risks. And that's up from number three last year. For more, I spoke with KPMG Chief Economist, Brendan Rinn. So, Brendan, cyber risks are the number one issue facing executives in 2024. Why do you think that is? And what does it say about the changing business environment? Uh, I think what you've seen is that the number of high-profile cyber attacks that's happened within corporate Australia and also within the public sector hospitals uh, has been increasing over the last 12 months. And our survey respondents have recognised that uh, as becoming a much more pervasive issue that they're all having to grapple with. Uh, When we did our survey the year before, our survey closed off just before the Medibank cyber attack. And so um, for this year's survey, not only did they have that as front of mind, uh, but also the challenges that you saw that happened within our ports uh, as well that shut down our ports for a couple of days. So many of our uh, CEOs and leaders that responded to our survey recognise that this is such an important issue. Those CEOs and leaders, though, just how prepared are they for these cyber risks, given that many of them, I guess, don't have the necessary necessary direct skills to combat it? So to what extent do they have to be prepared to spend more, I guess, on specialists? Um, I think that's, that is one of the things that we've also recognised is that uh, the CEOs of businesses recognise that um, cyber risks are, in fact, a black box and that they know that they need to engage with technical specialists to help them combat those challenges on a day-to-day basis. But the thing that's also important that we've found from our survey is that there's an acceptance um, to engage with those specialists as and when's needed. What we've also found is that different businesses are at a different cycle in terms of dealing with the preparedness to manage that cyber risk. And so some businesses have already made that investment, whereas others are now starting to spend more recognising this is becoming more pervasive. Coming out of the um, pandemic, I guess we heard a lot about the skills shortage. What are executives now saying about that? So skills as a whole is still an issue that our executives uh, recognise that they need to invest in. But there's a difference now compared to 12 months ago just in relation to an ability to attract workers full stop. There was such a dearth of workers um, uh, 12 months ago and with the significant increase in migration, what we've now found is that the number of people that are available to work has increased substantially, but 
getting the right person with the right skills is still a challenge for many leaders. Um, but what we're now finding is that that skills deficit um, is starting to shrink, but understanding what skills are needed for the medium longer term is still a challenge for most executives. So you've got cyber risks at number one, the talent pool at number two. What else are they worried about? So over the last 12 months, an, an emerging issue for most business leaders has just been cost control. So with the level of inflation that's uh, happened within the economy, uh, wages growing significantly, just the traditional nuts and bolts elements of running a business and ensuring that it maintains profitability within a high cost environment, as well as an environment that's seeing demand for goods and services reduce by households and some other businesses has meant that executives have really been focusing on the the sorry focusing on uh, their their key core businesses. I guess some of the things um, executives may not be able to control are, are some of these social issues. What well, what kind of social issues are they worried about? What's increased in terms of social issues and social concerns among our executives is just the recognition of geopolitical risks. When our survey went out, it was just after Hamas had attacked Israel and the response from Israel uh, still was um, being formed. So many executives were just concerned about the scale and the extent of what that response might be added to that the continuation of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. But on a positive note, many of our executives have seen the trade tensions between China and Australia uh, reduce over the last 12 months with all the hard work undertaken by the Australian government. But notwithstanding that, there is a recognition that the world is still a dangerous place. And finally, um, just generally, how are they feeling about the economic environment in 2024? So generally, the view is that it's going to be a tale of two halves, that the first half of 2024 is still going to be pretty tough. But as inflation comes down, an expectation that interest rates will start to get cut in the second half of the year, that you'll start to see households being able to spend a little bit more, that the economy is starting to recover, and that overall the strength of the domestic outlook is one that's improving in the second half but to get there is going to be still quite a bit of pain. KPMG Chief Economist Brendan Rin there. Let's take a look at the superannuation environment at the moment because super funds had a better than expected year. Super rating says the median balanced fund rose 9.6% last year and that's above the long run average of 6.5%. Kirby Rappel, Executive Director at Super Ratings, explains. Look, I think this year's returns are really reassuring. Um, it's uh, amazing to think of all the, the uncertainty in the world and, and Super's delivered a, a 9.6% return. What kind of things influenced Super funds last year? Look, most uh, areas of Super had a good return. Uh, I think it was driven, though, primarily by international shares. They had a wonderful year, particularly in the last couple of months. Um, so the world is driving events in Super right now. Okay, what about this year? What do you think will be the overarching themes for super funds? Look, I think the overarching theme is uncertainty. I think it's going to be more of the same. Uh, we're going to have ups and downs. A year ago, I didn't think I'd be telling you about a loss, and this year I didn't expect to be having such a good return. 
And so what's your message to super investors at the moment? Yeah, uh, get engaged. Uh, think about the long term. Don't obsess over the short term, but it's time to get engaged. If you're getting close to retirement, you've got to have a plan. Uh, talk to your super fund. Uh, there's no better time than doing it right now while you hopefully have a nice break. Kirby Rappel there from Super Ratings. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. To the Australian share market now, which yesterday was just within uh, a couple of points from closing at a record high, but today the um, kind of opposite happened because we had a bit of a pullback down 1.4% on the S&P ASX 200, 7,523. To explain why, I spoke with Luke Larative. He is an investment advisor at Seneca Financial Solutions. Yeah, definitely a, a, a weak lead from the US market overnight, Ricardo. Uh, the NASDAQ was probably the worst performer. It was down about 1.6%, but the wider US market was down sort of half a percent, uh, mainly driven by Apple, uh, which got a broker downgrade, which at this time of the year with not much news uh, seems to move the market. That stock was down about 3.6%. Uh, our market's down around 1% today. Is it something to be worried about? Because it is a pretty significant fall today. We saw a lot of optimism heading um, into the new year. Only yesterday we were technically 0.1 points away from a record high. Why doesn't the market want to break it? I don't think there's anything to worry about, Ricardo. I mean, we are at sort of record highs once you uh, you know include dividends. Uh, that, that kind of happened actually back in, in mid-December. Uh, we had a really strong November. It was up 4.5%. Uh, we had a really strong December. It was up uh, over 7%. Uh, so it's pretty normal to see, you know, some negative days, some down days. Um, and I think it's just important to, you know, for investors to sort of think about, you know, profits, company profits are kind of going up and, and as, as good as they've been um, in some time. We've got evaluation support from sort of rising bond yields. So, you know, there's definitely some room for positivity um, and momentum seems to be building. So I'm excited for 2024. Um, which sectors led the declines today? It was really the tech sector kind of on the back of the, that Apple news, um, and that was down in Australia 2.56% on today's market. Um, but it's important to put that in context, I think. Um, you know, the tech sector's up 34% here in Australia over the last 12 months, and that's still 20% below where it was sort of on a pre-COVID basis, despite the fact those technology companies are generating 18% more profit than they were pre-COVID. So I think it's a really... Um, you know, uh, indicative, I suppose, of where the markets are at at the moment. A lot of negativity, a lot of scepticism, yet things are actually on the improve uh, and starting to look a lot more positive. Um, and finally, where do you see the opportunities for investors this year? There's plenty of opportunities in the market at the moment, and, and we're about as pumped as we have been about our small and, and large cap portfolios, respectively. I think this falling inflation narrative sort of builds a bit more steam uh, over 2024 and sort of continues to dominate the narrative in markets. Um, investors can kind of look to some of those bond proxies as you know potential opportunities, uh, whether that's real estate investment trusts or some of the infrastructure assets. Um, I think investors are going to come back to those. There's also some sort of idiosyncratic opportunities in financials, uh, traditional and renewable energy, healthcare. Uh, some names that we're particularly excited about are PEXA, the real estate settlements technology company, um, ResMed, which we think looks you know really cheap at the moment and Macquarie Bank, which we recently added to our portfolio. Luke Laverative there from Seneca Financial Solutions. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. 
content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music